This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome on in. It is Jonathan Beadle and G. Bush in today. What's up, man? Don't swerve. Don't, I, I don't, don't ever swerve. Dave, you listening? Yes, G. Bush is in the building. You never know when I might show up. Somebody put the bat signal out there with the clippers on, and I was like, ah, I'm here. Yeah, you guys heard Ken yesterday. Ken battled. I appreciate Ken battling. You know what was very nice about Ken yesterday? Because Ken knew he wasn't feeling very good, and he was like, I'm, I'm not going to make it tomorrow. And then he went around the room and was like, I, listen, I'm sorry. I know this is a, it's a, it's, there's nothing happening in sports right now. And so I, I apologize. And I'm like, that's, that's, that was class act by Ken Carmen because most people would have been like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. And I'm going to be nowhere around you people. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when you, when you make it to the levels that Ken, uh, it has reached, um, you know, he don't even need doctor's notes no more. He just be like, just give you that look like it. <laughs> like it's not going to happen not, tomorrow. It's not happening tomorrow, big dog. That's basically how it went down. He's out on the couch. He's like, it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? And everyone I, understood. Now, Ken's earned the benefit of the doubt, though, because Ken doesn't. There's some people in here, I feel like, and maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking. But I feel like there's some people that, you know, they, they do the whole act, and then they build it up, and then, like, they wait on it, and they do all that. Ken doesn't. Ken's not the boy who cried sick. Yeah, Ken, look, Ken games through these things often. Like He's earned you, the benefit of the doubt. You progressively work your way up. You start off at six like, I don't even know if I can really do this, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fight. And then you progressively get worse by eight. And by the time the show is over at 12 o'clock, you do your after, after meeting work, you're like, you know, um, I'm just really down right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just give him that look. Be sleepy in the face. And then all you then you just know automatically, I ain't coming tomorrow. You already know what that is. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So we got let's we have some business to take care of here, okay? Let's do we it. We have I just need to let people know. We're still doing about last night. We still have two second trivia at 745. Scott Reynolds, the pewter report, joining us at 820. We'll talk about Mike Evans there, Chris Fedor, Cleveland.com, nine o'clock hour. We're gonna get into a ton about the Cavs. We still have Mitch Apalooza, so Mitch Please is still gonna happen. We still have Owen running the board. So we're just gonna have a lot of the same elements and the same things, but obviously Lime was out. And uh, and Ken is out, and it's me and G. Bush hanging out with you guys. Now, you heard that clip. What I loved about you in that clip that we just played, that Owen played leading into this, was uh, you laughed at the appropriate times. You, I like that. You, you you understood the moment. You got yes. what we were talking about with LeBron. But I don't know. Did you? I, I have no idea if you caught the context of the conversation or anything. And we're going to get into a, a Cavs convo here in just a second. But I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts on LeBron and whether or not if, if he ended up stealing and taking Donovan Mitchell in the summer, if you think I'm right or you think Ken's right, doesn't matter either way, as to whether or not LeBron would consider the Cavs' feelings in that in that discussion. Uh, when you refer to like him stealing Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, so like there's two people okay. that could end up with the Lakers. By all accounts, there's two people, two names that are going to end up with the Lakers this summer. Okay. If the Lakers are going to really try to make this serious run with LeBron and then set up the post-LeBron world as well. It's Trey Young and it's Donovan Mitchell. Those are the two names. 
Ken maintains that they wouldn't entertain Donovan Mitchell out of legacy and what he means to Northeast Ohio and everything else. And I'm like, I just don't see it that way. LeBron is a he's a stone cold assassin. If he can help him win a title, he's not going to care about the Cavs that he's way. He's poaching that. He's poaching him off top. Like he don't care about those. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's the price tag? The only thing I think you would think about is like, okay, what does it take to get him in and trade? And do we have enough left over afterwards that we can make a substantial run? For me, I think it's the exact opposite. If LeBron was smart and would understand it, he made some cryptic comments about his farewell tour, whether he'll go out like Kobe or Duncan. Like, do I want the whole big extravagant farewell? You mean, you mean Kobe where he scored 60 points in his final yeah. game on like 75 shots? Yeah. And, and, just and, just and, kept chucking in 75s hyperbole, but pulling, you know what I mean. Kept pulling, and every arena they had to tribute, and it was just, you know, it was it was so heartfelt. He milked it. He and, milked it big time. I think that uh, LeBron actually, uh, it, it's not that he does not want the attention. It's just the fact that he, I feel like he feels that he's underappreciated. Um, you know, when you go to L.A., mm. And you're not Magic, you're not Kobe, you're not Wilt, you're not Shaq, you're not, you know what I'm saying, you Jerry West, you got all these dudes that that LeBron, Kareem, Kareem like that falls under. He was like, okay, well, maybe if I win the scoring title, right, I'm going to win it in the Lakers jersey and they'll, they'll, they'll love me. No. Maybe if I get a, uh, you know, maybe I've got a championship for the for the Lakers. And they just scream out, uh, Mickey Mouse championship, yeah, bubble yeah. championship, oh, doesn't that, count. COVID championship. Yeah, COVID championship. So they robbed him of his medals there. Now he's thinking like, man. You mean to tell me y'all really don't, like, love me like that? Like, he has second thoughts. Like, if I was in Cleveland, I bet you I would be able to get all this off. And so my thing is, why would you go to – why would you bring Donovan Mitchell to L.A. where you could just go to Cleveland for free? And by the way, it's the only way you get your son off. Because his family's there. And I know his family can move, obviously. That's not the biggest equation. But his family really likes L.A. You know they like L.A. Bronny likes USC. They have all that uh, connection there right now. I know it's weird to think about it. But Bronny, Bronny actually has more ties to, to California than he does Northeast Ohio right now. But he, I, I, okay. He first went there because he wanted to make Space Jam 2, right? That's kind of the, that's kind of the thinking. Right. He wanted to make the movie. That movie absolutely sucked. Tanked. Waste of time, Horrible. waste of everything. No legacy. Space Jam 1 was a million times better. I hate that I even have to refer to it as Space Jam 1. It should just be Space Jam because they never should have made number two. But Bron, I don't think it's as easy as just coming back. I think there's a lot of business adventures and a lot of things he loves about L.A. He's got that ownership group that owns the Red Sox now. And so they like they have a in Liverpool, or I think Liverpool is the soccer team, a lot of different he's, – he's got his hands on a lot of other things, right? Yeah. Maybe he ends up in Vegas. Maybe he owns a team in Vegas. He ends up in Vegas. It is what it is. Is he that tied to LA right now? I, I, because I, because what we were asking him to do, or what in the hypothetical, what we'd be asking him to, to potentially do, is cut off Northeast Ohio with. Uh, there'd be a lot of people that would hate if if Donovan ended up going to Los Angeles. So you would be again. He'll always be a legend here. He'll always have a title. He'll always have everything else attached to him. But LA, as you mentioned, I think you make a good point. You got Magic, you got Kareem, you got Jerry West, you got all these all these legends of legends, Kobe, all these guys that have played there. You're never going to be those guys. So why risk it all to be the sixth best all-time in their eyes? When you're, when you're one or two in the sport all-time, but in Lakers' eyes you'll be fifth or sixth best all-time? Is that really worth it? And, and you know, even his son, his son is adversely affected by it. Because, look, 
you basically were Ohio State. You sponsored their basketball team. You sponsored, you give them kicks. You go and stand on the sidelines and say, this is great how we're being recruited here. Why would your son go to USC just to come off the bench? And I watch it, and I watch the little clips, like, He's, he's, he's deep in the bench. Oh, you know I'm a gambler. <laughs> I watch a lot of USC basketball. I hate to admit it. My wife probably hates that I admit it. Watch a lot of USC basketball. The man's a good passer. He's incredible defensively. He's and very he good defensively. Hustles. But he's he, does, a good he does kid. not. He does not play in important moments. Oh no! I watched an overtime game last weekend, and he was riding the pine. When the most important stretches of that game, he was nowhere to be found. They can They can't trust him offensively. He made, so, he's a good he's a good defensive player though. He made a couple of really good defensive plays. So for me, I look at it like this. But he's not an NBA player. You watch him no. if his name wasn't James on the back of it, he's not an NBA player. And we've all been told that uh, Bryce James is the real deal, but uh, he's True. a three-star. Uh and he has no offers except from Ohio State and a couple other places. If LeBron was smart, he would say, "Look, we're going to transfer to Ohio State." They just got rid of their basketball. You're transferring coach. to Ohio State. Okay, I yeah, like this. I'm playing with you. Transferring to okay. Ohio State. Uh, well, get, when they when they hire Greg McDermott. Yes. And but, so you got Bronny, and now he's gonna play. He's gonna get shots. He's gonna play. And he'll actually have some sort of shot at playing uh in the NBA after next year. But he's already that, that ship has sailed for this year. Yeah, I mean, I thought they was gonna just give him the nepotism. Uh, listen, like <laughs> no, no, you got to still well, be somewhat good. Like, I was like, at least they gonna give him that I- Ivanka Trump. Like, at least get that off, and you can't like, even get the Austin Rivers treatment no, right now. No, he can't. Get we'll, the- we'll just we'll let you be good, and then you can you can develop on your own in the NBA. I thought they was gonna give him that Hunter Biden, and you never really came <laughs> down to the pot. <laughs> never quite turned out. Reckless super- speculation. <laughs> Garrett. I thought I was coming with nothing. I, I like how uh, you go political, I go athlete. You go political, I go athlete. I'm like, I'm steering you to athlete. <laughs> it was, it was. Let me steer you to athlete, please. <laughs> it was, it was, it, it, it was a sneaky double down, but not really though. No, like, not when really. you go LeBron, aren't you going political? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's what, what I've read on my Facebook. That's what the internet tells me. Yeah, anything that's bad is political. But no, LeBron comes. Think about it like this: you, you get him here, you give your son a chance to make it to the league. The other son goes there, and. If you want to really sell it and put him in in college, right? You really want to sell the narrative. Make him stay to his junior year, and he can play with his brother. Yeah, Bryce and Brian, he's at Ohio State right now. That might actually be cooler than him playing with LeBron in, in the NBA. Facts. Brothers playing together, and, helping Ohio State. And, and then by that time, we could talk ourselves into the Cavs drafting him. Like, <laughs> it won't hit that bad. I mean, gonna, is it like the Antetokounmpo family? We just need to take all of them all at once? Yes. And, and, and you could just sit them right, you know, put them we'll with them. We'll take Thanos. We'll take uh, Thanos. We'll take all of them. Yeah, and, and and by the way, there will be no slander of Thanasis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be no slander. By the way, you could just put them that's over where we, That's where we draw the line today. Yeah, yeah no, no, no slander. No slander of the, the third Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I love I love blatant nepotism too. Like I just like the fact that they ain't even gonna try to act like that was it. Nah, you're right. He's only he don't even win the league. Stop playing with us. Let me ask you this. I don't know how much of All Star Game weekend you caught and everything, but but there was a there was a comment that Shaq. So Shaq's talking to Damian Lillard. This is on TNT, mm-hmm. and this is All Star Weekend. And and listen, we're gonna get to a Cavs point on this, but I want to play this first for you guys. This was Shaq giving advice to Dame. Here we go. Dame, I don't have any questions. I'm going to give you some <laughs> advice because I'm your big brother. Yeah. I've been in the position you've been in before. Kenny's been in that position before. You and Giannis, you're being too nice. Yeah. When it all said and done, it don't work out, three people going to get blamed. 
Doc, you and Yana. So you and Yana's got to make sure the troops get it done. There's no reason, that, but with Doc being there, y'all should be three and seven. That right there is on her. So y'all, right. so when you get back, you're gonna have to g grab some people by the necks and say, "Hey, this is what I need you to do." So you're right. That's my gotcha. advice to you, young brother. Gotcha. I agree that it's all gonna fall on those three people. But I was thinking about this in a Cavs perspective. He says that Dame, Giannis, I forgot to Dakupa want to throw out there, but Dame and Giannis and Doc Rivers, they're all too nice. Right? They're too nice. They're, they're being too nice about this whole thing. Do you feel like the same thing applies for the Cavs? Or do you feel like Donovan is mean enough that it's kind of overtaken the, the thought process that maybe this Cavs team is a little too nice? Oh, uh, he got them together in the offseason. I go, I look specifically, I was mad at Jared Allen. I was, I was hot. Once I, dubbed the NBA's nerdiest player. All that nice guy stuff and smiling as people smack you and back Solves you. Rubik's Cubes in his free time. They doing wrestling moves off the top rope on you, and you just taking it. Like I'm like, bro, you got to quit this. I don't know why I'm equating Rubik's Cubes and being nice, but I am. Yeah, like he's doing all the above. Like I think he takes like Iowa tests. I think he just takes standardized tests for practice. <laughs> <laughs> What's my ACT score at? <laughs> I'm just seeing about I, I, I don't know that like, I've ever heard that used. <laughs> That's great, though. As a cut down on <laughs> Like, I think, I think Donovan Mitchell, man, like, he's like, and, and this is why he earned my respect. Like, to do, there's games where he's playing Chicago on a Tuesday night and the Cavs get down by six and he ain't having it. He's just like, no, I will not let we us lose this game. Right. Like, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to play defense. And, like, he just earned my respect because, like, they could have folded like a, a, a cheap tit, like when, when Mobley and, and Garland was out. But Donovan was like, no, I'm not only going to step my game up. I'm going to be intense. I'm going to have the best career speaking, passing the ball. And who would have known Donovan Mitchell had this game and he could actually facilitate? And, and be the tip of the spear. So, for me, I think Donovan understood the way that pe people was mad last year because the Cavs played very well in the regular season. We thought they was going to give us something. Yeah, 50-plus games. Yeah, yeah. They, we thought we had something. And the way the Knicks came in with these no-name gangsters and did us was just disrespectful. I think this year um, he's definitely rubbed off because look at the way Jared Allen is playing. And I think Jared Allen's got to be exhibit A, right? Like we talk about, you can make jokes about him wanting to take the practice test and all that stuff, <laughs> but he, but he is that guy. He, he I is. mean, he is that guy. And, and when you watch him throughout this stretch, I think last year, if Donovan didn't exist on this team, I think Jared Allen would have melted down in a weird way. I think, I think he would have turned into everything we think we know about Jared Allen previous to Donovan. But I think with Donovan, he was like, hey. It's you and me. We got to make this thing work. We're going to do it with Sam Merrill. We're going to do it with all sorts of guys that a lot of people in the NBA have given zero credit to the entire stretch of the way. Look how it's worked out for him. I, I feel like we have what Milwaukee doesn't. We're looking for advantages for why we could be a number one seed, why we could be the best team in the NBA. We have currently, within Donovan Mitchell, something Milwaukee doesn't. People, people don't like this, but I, I want to let people know, don't think that if Donovan Mitchell – go somewhere else that you could just, oh, we still got Darius Garland. Nah, it's different. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think Darius might be a little too nice. Oh, he's definitely too nice. Like, he, he, he has no care in the world. He's like smiling, just having a, he's a guy at the rec center, just having fun. Just mm -hmm. everything's an open run to him. Every, you know? And yeah. he, the guy that's just shaking hands, good, job, good game guy. GG. 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 No, it's not. No, <laughs> no, I'm supposed to clown you right now. <laughs> 
All right, uh, we come on back. We're going to get to about last night. What did Peter King have to say about the Browns playing in Brazil? We'll talk more about what Peter King had to say in roster construction and trying to figure out what exactly happens with the wide receiver room this offseason as well. Ton to get to. It's Jonathan Beadle and Garrett Bush with you guys in for Ken and Anthony right here on The Fan. Now the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. All right, back out of here on The Fan. It's Jonathan Peter and G. Bush in for the guys this morning. We'll start off with Peter King on Afternoon Drive yesterday as he talked about the Browns playing in Brazil. And I think the NFL is going to say at the end of the day, all things considered, Cleveland's the best candidate to play the Eagles in a huge marquee game, the first game ever played in South America by NFL teams in the history of the league. All right, bad for bad for high school football. That's fine. I actually think it's good for the Browns, though. I do too. Um, like you, you know, it, you, you got it. We got to get out of this. Either we want to be like no respect, or people don't like us, or we don't put us on national TV, or you want to evolve and get to the point where you're you like the Giants, or you like the Eagles, or or some of the teams that they put on marquee uh, games. So for me, I love the setting. I love to see it, like in, in being able to see a game in Brazil and, and how it looks and how it would look. I think it's a good look for the Browns. I think it's, it's something that they should embrace. I also love the idea of playing week one and getting it out of the way. Facts. You, you got to play so many international games. I love doing it week one. You don't have to worry about it week 10 and all the travel and all the unnecessary stuff. Week one, everyone's fresh. Bonding opportunity. You go overseas. You have yourself a good time. And then you come on back and then you lock it in. I think and, it's huge that the time change is not big. Too. That it's only an hour or two? Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting the extra days off and your body clock's not getting too messed up. Mm -hmm. And you might be able to catch them like you caught the Bengals. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like, every, it's, it's an even week. Teams usually play, you know, either, you know, really good or they play trash. And then if you do play trash, you can say, ah, oh, look, you know, it's an excuse. We was in Brazil <laughs> we played the Eagles. Let's get back to track. See, but I actually like playing the Eagles. And, well, I, tell me if you think of this or not. The Eagles were so bad. They started 10-1 and last year and then crumbled in a way where I maybe they start off week one and if they lose to the Browns, that's just, it's good night, Jim Kite. They're just done. And and the 
uh, Sirianni era is just over in Philly. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I like I like them with their. I like the way that they ended, and then us taking them on week one. They haven't had enough time to convince themselves that they're actually good again. I kind of like that, and I like the fact that the chatter in the off season is Jalen Hurts that dude. Did we did we kind of anoint him a little too quickly? I like to catch him early too. Do you think some people did? Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I do. I think after some of the limitations that you saw last year, where people just caught up to him, right? You know. I think it's going to be tough with him. I I agree with you. I tend to think we did anoint him a little bit too early. He did play in a Super Bowl, and in that Super Bowl, he was the better quarterback. Yes, he was. He was a he was a better quarterback in that game than Patrick Mahomes was. It's odd when you have the weapons he does, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, all these different type of guys, and then to like ever have a season that looked as bad as it did from week twelve on, uh, you know, for him last year. But I got some some soul searching to do. Yeah. You lose you lose your offensive coordinator in Shane Steichen, and a lot a lot disappeared for that Eagles offense. Late in the year. All right, uh, more with Peter King. The NFL does not want divisional games played overseas. Even though it has played five division games out of however many, I think 45 games, something like that, as international games, they don't like to do that. They would rather have the division games be on American soil without giving one team a big advantage over another. Only problem with that, G, is that so many people spend time once every four years, being like, oh, it's the Eagles and the Browns. I'm from Philadelphia, but I live in Cleveland, and I'd love to see this game or vice versa, right? Yep. You get it once every four years, and if it's gone international, then now all of a sudden I get that game once every eight years in certain instances. And that just – I think that kind of sucks. That sucks for the fan of uh, grew up in one city but then lives in a different city or something like that. And, and the Browns have a lot of fans that way where they, they're you know born in Cleveland, but then they go and they, they live somewhere else. Yeah. And it, it kind of goes to with, with with how the Browns played this year. There were Dr. Jekyll and, and Hyde when you talk about sure the home road home splits. Home road splits. Like, they were a completely different team defensively on the road. So, like, are you going to say, all right, well, let's let's give Pittsburgh an opportunity to play in Pittsburgh, but we got to mm-hmm. play in a neutral side game yeah. where, they are, where they travel well. Yo, we never figured that out, by the way. We, we asked Stefanski. I had Daryl Astefanski, why is the home road number so off? And this is before people were really starting to talk about it. Right. And the answer that he gave was small sample size. Well, everything <laughs> in the NFL is a small sample size. Uh, yeah, it's like – but here's the thing, too. It's year to year. Like, all of it is year to year. And it was baffling because, I mean, you 30 could, points on the road allowed? You could 10 put, points at home? Completely shut down the 49ers. Completely shut down. Te- teams couldn't even get anything off. And it's just like it was – I didn't understand it myself. I just didn't. Weird. All right, over to baseball. You got a nice little Guardians get up today, yeah, by the way. Yeah, shout out to the Guardians. Steven Vogt, new manager, asked about not caring about the spring results. Did you buy it though as a player when they told you, I don't worry about the results? No chance. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. There's no such thing as a good out, and there's no limit in hits. I want them all. I want them all. I don't care if it's cheap or, or if I line out, I'm mad. I don't care. There's no such thing as a spring training at that. Okay. That, that was more Dan Campbell meatball than I've ever heard from Stephen Vogt right there. Yeah. That was this close to biting kneecaps. That was, I don't know. Yeah. I, I bet a lot of people listening right now love that answer. I personally, spring training is when you, you work out the kinks. Spring training is when you figure these things out. Zach Granke last year in a spring training game, G, he threw back to first because he wanted to work on throwing back to first with the, with the pitch clock and everything. Mm-hmm. He threw back to first. It was the equivalent of two outs. 
but it was like 11 batters because he just it's all he cared about was just throwing it back to first. I think he allowed something something like six or seven runs in that stretch. He just didn't care. He didn't care about what happened. He just wanted to practice throwing to first. That's what spring training baseball is. It, it, and it's where you find out if Miles Straw should be playing or not. It's where you find out if he's going to work uh, out. We know that answer already. We're not going to find anything new that happens with Miles Straw. Hey, are you working on your power? Is Will Brennan working on his or He's working on power. Are we going to find like, all these guys that we keep hearing about? Like, that's the annoying thing about the Guardians. It's like we hear about these names like Valera and Rocchio and our, mm-hmm. we hear all these guys' names. And then when it comes time to for them to show up and do something, we don't not only not don't see them in spring training. We don't see them in the regular season. This is where you find out. Like, hey, let me let me figure out if I need to sacrifice some at, at bats for this guy. We already know what he is for some young guys. I don't know why he said that. Um, maybe he's just trying to give off that you know give a little bit of confidence and saying, hey, I'm not going to be looking and, and making a mountain out of a molehill when it comes to the results in, in spring training. But I, I still I'm, I'm with you. You you got to be able to to. to you know, find certain things out. All right, last up, the college football playoff approved the move to a 5-7 to seven format for the 12-team field starting next season. The five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams as determined by the college football playoff selection committee. That means Notre Dame is not going to be – Notre Dame doesn't have a chance to win one of the one through four spots because they're not in the, the divisions, the conferences that are going to be given those. A weird move for Notre Dame to not not line up with anyone. Although we understand the money attached to it all, but uh, I, I, this might be enough incentive for him. Never getting a one through four kind of matters. They better get their mind together. This is not 1945, bro. Like you get no benefit from being like we're independent. Nah, man. Um, it's just like <laughs> it's just like you being in your mid 30s and early 40s, and then everybody's like, yeah, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single. And then you get to be 50, and you're like, my body's failing me. I would really like to be around someone to take vacations with. I think I need to have some companions. At 50, it goes that way. I think it was, it was exactly 40 on the dot for Lima. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he turned it all around. He said, I, I can't be out here at these clubs. <laughs> Although, I don't know I don't know that they go on a, a bunch of vacations together. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. Well, they, they can't right now. She's been pregnant. She's so. been pregnant. Yeah, he's right in that, that baby-making era where he, it's just, the Axe Lima, what's his favorite song right now? Completely clueless to music. He, like the frivolous. No, he's things. not. He knows all of the Miss Rachel. We talk about Miss Rachel all the time. Who the heck? is that? A kids movie? Is that, that a kids is one? A, oh, don't worry. You'll be there soon, Jonathan. I, I played Bluey for my daughter for the first time yesterday because my daughter has not watched television. She's she just turned a year over the okay. last weekend. We have not done any television with her at all except for Euro League basketball. She oh. loves Euro League basketball. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because Daddy gambles on EuroLeague basketball, and so she likes EuroLeague basketball. Of all the sports I gamble on, she likes EuroLeague the best because they have a they have a multicolored ball, and every other possession is a three-pointer. So the, this multicolored ball is constantly going up in the air, and she'll sit there and watch it all day. Oh, is this Has a she conscious found the effort? next seven-footer in France yet? <laughs> she watched a lot of guys that we watched in college play, I'll tell you that much. Or rather, I watched in college play that are just kind of kind of cashing a paycheck now. Is this is was this a conscious effort to uh, quarantine her from the television, or how'd that conversation work? Like, is this a yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> they're not supposed to have much screen time until they're like eighteen months. First time parents be killing me. Now, when you get to your third one, that kid gonna be sitting in front of a computer. Monitor. I, listen, I I wanted to do that from like three months old. Like, like, hey, great, we got something to keep her distracted for five or ten minutes. Heck yeah! But my wife is smarter than me, and she said, no, we're not doing that right now. And so, but yesterday, so we went over to a friend's house last weekend, right? Two weekends ago, 
and they were talking about how their 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 kids very close in our age, right? And these are very they're smart people. They're they're put together, right? And they were talking about how their kid watches Bluey, and I'm like, they get to do it, right? And so finally, she was like, all right, we can maybe do a little bit. Baby and so we we ba- put on Bluey last night. Baby Shark, Mama Shark, boy. Hey, Baby Shark's catchy. Hey, what you mean? Baby Shark is catchy. I right, listen. That saved my brother. Shout out to my brother and my, my beautiful niece Zara. She Shout watches out. all the. Shout out. Yeah, she has her own iPhone. Good for her. All right, leave that there. We come on back. Uh, what did Peter King say about the Browns' offseason questions, and do they line up with what we think? We'll talk about Mike Evans as well, and we'll get to uh, a bunch within Scott Reynolds at the Pewter Report 820. Chris Fedor with some Cavs in the 9 o'clock hour as well. It's Jonathan Pito and Garrett Bush with you guys right here on The Fan. Ohio State has created plenty of headlines this offseason as spring practice nears. Nick Wilson, Spencer German cover it all. The big college football news and the new Sons of the Shoe episode at 923thefan.com on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Jonathan Beadle and Garrett Bush with you guys. Before we get to what Peter King had to say yesterday about the offseason changes for the Browns, did you wanted me to – you had a question. I didn't want to answer it in between the breaks, mainly because I didn't know what direction you were really going with it. But I think you wanted me to account for all Taylor Swift fans. I, I I don't know why people were so upset about like Taylor Swift. Like black people didn't pay no attention to it. They could have showed her a hundred times. It's like hey, it's Taylor Swift. Like okay, I wanted to be your Taylor Swift Sherpa. I, I'm here to answer any and all questions. So, so why <laughs> were middle-aged men so upset? Oh no, that that's not a question. I can't. <laughs> I, 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 that's not a question I guess. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> they they showed crab cakes just as much as Taylor Swift in the AF, in the uh, AFC title game, and people lost their minds. I, I, I didn't, okay. I didn't, I didn't understand it, and I was trying so hard. I thought you wanted me to like break down her songs, you know, maybe figure out why she's such a pop icon the way that she is. Is she is she this version? Is she our version of the Beatles? I don't know. Some would say yes. I, I you know, I was a marketing guy. I do sometimes wonder why um, certain people hit. Like, what's the difference between her and Hillary Duff? Great question. Hillary Duff, uh, there was a time where she, Lizzie McGuire, she captured everyone's attention. Every, everybody. Like, it, she it, had the world by the, you know what? You know, Hannah Montana was I think huge. I think skill and talent might be one thing that maybe got in the way of Hillary Duff, though. Like, like I mean, yeah. From a, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember her ever singing and being very impressive that way. I, I, could act, could act for sure. I think the thing is with Taylor Swift, she's just, uh, I think she's genuinely a nice person. Okay. And I think um, if people can identify with you, if you're a nice person, um, that's half the battle. Throw a little talent. Be Hollywood elitist, but not be scummy about it? Yes. Be And be and be down to earth, like literally not shove your fans out of the way. Like, Yeah, she does, she does seem like the type that if you caught her on the street and was like, hey, Taylor, I'm a massive fan. Can I have a photo? She'd be like, sure, let's do this thing. Yeah, she comes off and she takes every autograph, every yeah, photo, yeah, I and, like that. and reads her fan mail. All I do, the time. I do like that. Yeah, like actually does read the fan mail, not have yeah. like the assistant do it. And then, if, I mean, she can't read it all. Obviously, she gets a ton, right? But like, there's some she checks out. Yeah, like I yeah. think that's that's part of her appeal, and she has really catchy songs. Yeah. Do you read all your fan mail? Uh, you know what? You have somebody do it for you uh, on the internet. I used to. I've been. In, I was notorious for this. I, if you wrote a comment, I was writing a comment back. On well, that's Internet 101, right? Don't they kind of teach you that? This is why I suck at the Internet, but I, I know some of the rules you have to play by, and I just don't play by them. Yeah, it's kind of like you you, you kind of have to go out of your way to do it, but then after a while it gets, 
you know, if you got five, six hundred comments, obviously you can't, especially if you say something that people agree with or don't agree with. So. Sure, sure. No, I got you. All right, uh, Peter King on yesterday. We played some of the clips in about last night about Brazil and the Browns potentially playing in Brazil. I thought this was fascinating as we try to figure out where the Browns are with wide receivers. This is Peter King yesterday. I mean, obviously there are questions. Every team has questions. You know, the running back, I think, you know, that's a question. You know, clearly they probably need one more receiver this year, you know, in the draft. And look, everybody has needs at this time of year. But I think they have settled into a good groove. But you need your quarterback to have that impact on your team, to have that effect on your team. And again, I don't mean to be negative about Deshaun Watson. All I mean to say is I have no idea if he's still that guy or if he's going to be that guy ever again. Something I didn't catch until just right now was him mentioning the running backs, which I think is fascinating. We'll, we'll talk about the wide receivers and get into that, but I do think it's, it's interesting that you know, yesterday you had uh, the Athletic with Zach Jackson came out and he had his column talking about running back situations with the Browns. And I think a lot of people are, they're kind of, we're tiptoeing around the Nick Chubb conversation in an interesting way. And for Peter to talk about how that is something and there is something there, I know what Andrew Barry said. It's whether or not people believe Andrew Barry's words when he talks about Nick Chubb going nowhere. I have a problem. I have the problem with the concept of people even talking about Nick Chubb. Like, at certain points in, in your culture, you have certain people that are off limits. Right? Taylor Swift might be off limits. To certain people, You come right? at Taylor Swift, you're, you better have some ammo there. And, and in Cleveland, it's Nick Chubb because we hear all the time, we want guys that turn around and hand the ball to the referee. We want guys that are humble. We want guys that do great work in the community. We want guys that aren't divas. We want guys that work hard and do all these things and represent the organization well and be productive and all this other crap that you really don't care about. And then when it comes time to paying the man, you want to be like, oh, well, we got to take your money away. Why are we taking your money away if, if, if you are giving money to people that don't deserve it. Like, nobody said that about Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin had, not only did Jack Conklin not take a pay cut, Jack Conklin has been hurt for three years. He's probably not going to start next year, and they gave him an extension. Yeah, that's not, yeah but it's not true, though, because just last week we had Mary Kay Cavanaugh, and she was talking about how, uh, and she's not saying they're going to do this in the slightest bit. I think we were all just having a convo. She's like, maybe Jack Conklin gets traded. Maybe he gets sent back to Tennessee. Maybe something Maybe. like that does happen. I said, people, I think this is this is the ever-evolving conversation you have around a football team. And that's why some are like, oh, talk about the wide receivers. Well, talking about the running back is talking about the wide receivers. Because we're going to put so much money towards the offense. And I think they're going to put a lot of money towards the offense this year. They because should. we know we've, we know this team. We know how they operate, right? In the Andrew Berry era, if they slack on one side, then they offload and put it towards the other side the next year. And it kind of is like this seesaw balancing act that they've continued to do. Oh, short on offense? Okay, great. Load up the offense. Now we're short on defense? What they do all last offseason? They just spent on the defense a ton, and it's kind of it just keeps going in this, this ebb and flow type way. And so I, I, I think you look at some of these pieces, and you look at Jack Conklin, and you look at Nick Chubb, and you think to yourself, well... If Jack Conklin and Nick Chubb together equal one Mike Evans, are the Browns better off? And I think these are the type of questions they're asking themselves. I think Nick Chubb, um, it's important. We always talk about your culture. I think it's important that you have certain pillars. I, I, I believe that it counted for something that Ed Reed played only for the Baltimore Ravens and Ray Lewis only played for the Ravens and Jonathan Ogden only played for the Ravens. Mm. 
I, that, that counts for something. So now when you get free agents or when you bring people in and you want to establish this with rookies, you're establishing that, listen, if you mean so much to our organization, we'll take care of you. If you can't take care of Nick Chubb, who are you going to take care of? And here's the thing. People use the Deshaun Watson thing. Hey, we're giving him $230 million, and some people don't like the fact that it's a perception that he did something that was reckless and bad, and he was rewarded with the richest contract. So if you're on that train, you're supposed to be on the train of, look, maybe Nick will take a little bit less, but at, at the end of the day, you got to also be okay with giving him that, that dollar amount that he's owed because he did it the right way, and he continues to do it the right way. I know it's business. You can't do this for everybody, but there are some people that you should take care of. All right, let me ask you that. 216-474-0092, would getting rid of Nick Chubb be a referendum on the Browns? I think it's interesting as we try to balance out basically what the Browns can and cannot do. And you heard Peter King. Peter King, he doesn't look at it the way we look at it. That, that man, is out, he's out of town. He doesn't have to think about things the way that we have to think about things. He doesn't think about our legacy the way we think about the Browns' legacy. He thinks about things like, oh, on paper, it doesn't make sense to pay someone like Nick Chubb $14, $15 million coming off the surgeries, coming off uh, the question marks are attached to it and everything. I guess I'd ask you this, G. What, what matters more for the success of Deshaun Watson? If it all revolves around Deshaun Watson, what matters more? Is it getting someone like a Mike Evans or another wide receiver, or is it having someone like Nick Chubb, even if Nick Chubb is at a, let's say, 80 85%? What, what matters more for this next year, while also understanding that if you get rid of Nick Chubb, you are hurting the potential future of what you look like just from league-wide and perception-wise for how you take care of your guys. Well, listen, you know, um, we happen to have a military man in the building, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I'm going to introduce to you guys Operation Stockpile. All right, we're going to do Operation Stockpile when we come on back, and I want to hear from you guys, 216-474-0092. Will getting rid of Nick Chubb be a referendum on the Browns? More from Peter King as well. It's John of the Beatle and Garrett Bush with you guys in for Ken and Anthony right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, 
from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.